If you're like me and enjoy cooking and experiencing new flavor combinations, then be sure to pick up a copy of Smoke and Pickles, the new cookbook by Chef Edward Lee. The book takes the reader on a very personal journey from Brooklyn to Louisville, Kentucky. Chef Lee shares stories and 130 recipes that mix the flavors and techniques of his Korean roots, his classical French training, and his Louisville, Kentucky home. Chef Lee stopped by our office to talk with us about his new book. So I actually transferred here. Uh, I went to University of Michigan for my freshman year, mm-hmm. and I transferred back to uh, uh, New York. Uh, I don't know why I, I thought I wanted to go to Michigan for a year. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I came back here. Um, NYU was awesome. I mean, you know, I just, just obviously I, I, I was a city kid, so um, coming back to NYU was, was, you know, very much like coming home. Um, and, uh, you know, I was I was... I was a lit major, and uh, you know, being in New York City at that time, um, you know, being at that age, you know, walking around the village and, and, and having those experiences, um, uh, it was pretty special um, to be able to sort of, you know, learn about history and culture, you know, and then and then walk around the neighborhood, you know, whether it's you know Henry James's old house, you know, or. or uh, you know, just like all, all these things here in New York where you have so much real-life experiences that sort of mirror the, the, the uh, cultural experiences that you're learning about. Mm-hmm. And I imagine that, that that your lit degree came in handy when you're writing a book. Yeah, so, you know, there's a funny thing. So I, I graduated as a lit major, then I, I worked in publishing for a little bit and just didn't never, you know, didn't really gel with me. So I kind of figured I'd, I'd go cook for a living. And... Um, Never really thought about you know you know as a cook you don't really have any, many opportunities to use your 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 you know literature chops mm-hmm. and then uh, obviously it's kind of funny that gosh you know maybe 15 years later it comes full circle and and when it came time to write the cookbook I thought you know um, why not take a stab at it and just write it myself instead of having a ghostwriter so mm-hmm. uh, it, that was a really fun uh, and gratifying thing to so risky um, but it was fun and gratifying and obviously you know uh, all the all the flooding memories came back, you know, of, of, of literature and reading. And I used to do a lot of writing, too, when I was a kid. So uh, it, it was a really neat project. And at what point did you realize that you wanted to be a chef? I probably knew that I wanted to be a chef from very early age. Um, I would say socially and, and, and you know, economically. It, it wasn't a viable job for me. Anyway, it wasn't socially acceptable. Um, you know, we're talking back 20 years ago now. It, it wasn't. It wasn't considered a glamorous job. You know, it pretty much still isn't. Um, but now the perception of being a chef is very different. You know, it's, it's very much a, a respectable job. It wasn't back then. So, um, I, I think I knew very early on that I wanted to do it. You know, for one reason or another, I kind of uh, avoided that uh, to try and live a quote-unquote respectable life. Uh, uh, but you know, eventually, when when the calling is that bad, I guess you know you you eventually have to go to it. Right, and and you sort of took the self-taught route as opposed to culinary school, which has become so popular now. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. What would you say to someone who's looking to become a chef? Um, you know, and, and here's the thing, too. Culinary schools back when I was uh, growing up, too, weren't that great. Um, you, you got much better programs now. Um, culinary schools back then were financially, too, very expensive. And, and they're, they're, they still are, but uh, there are programs that you can do that, that aren't, um, 
that are affordable. Um, and also, too, the curriculum back then was, you know, what they taught you in cooking schools back then, you could learn working at a French restaurant for eight months. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it, it, it wasn't... Um, I think the curriculum's a lot different now, and, and there's a lot of philosophy, and, and or a lot, and, you know, there's a lot to um, the subject of culinary arts. That's a lot more diverse right now than it was 20 years ago. So mm-hmm. it's probably a good idea to go to cooking school. However, I would say um, I don't know any cooking school in America that teaches you enough. So you know, it, it, it's never enough. I mean, you have to do it, and then, then but you know, it, it takes a lot of persistence and a lot of homework. To sort of get get you up to par to understand what the current climate is, and you know, get get you sort of uh, uh, you know knowledgeable. You know, I always say it's not enough to be a a, a foodie or a fanatic. I mean, you really have to be a student of mm-hmm. of the culinary arts because at this moment in history, there's a lot to absorb. And there's a lot to to learn. Right. So t- tell us a little bit about smoking pickles. It's uh, my first cookbook, um, and it's something that. Um, you know, in, in, in the trajectory of any chef's life, right, at a certain point you get offered a cookbook deal and, and then you go from there and say, well, what, um, you know, what story do I have to tell um, that's unique and, and also well, that's, that's different from the other 500 cookbooks that are out there. Um, and, and so for me it was a very personal journey. I, I, you know, was, the recipes are very personal, the stories are very personal, um, and I really wanted to tell a story and a narrative. Um, I think my... My journey coming from Brooklyn, you know, Korean immigrant family to being a chef in the South um, is a very improbable journey, uh, and it's one that was, you know, not not straightforward either. Um, so I, I think it's an interesting journey, and, and it's a story that I really wanted to tell um, for a number of reasons. Obviously, it's just, I think, an interesting story, but also, too, um, I think it in- inspires and, and lets people know that, uh, you know, it, Especially for for younger, you know, people or students who are out there trying to figure out what they want to do in life, um, just because something is improbable or unlikely, it doesn't mean that it's impossible. And and actually, sometimes those improbable roads are the ones that are the most interesting. Uh, and so, you know, I, I took a pretty big risk and I took a huge uh, uh, sort of leap of faith in doing that, but um, it all worked out. Uh, what are some of your favorite flavors? Flavors, um, you know, you ask me that question on any given day, it'll probably change. You know, um, obviously, I'm, I'm very seasonal, so right now, like things are like, you know, peaches are in the forefront of my mind, and uh, uh, you know, um, but I would say, you know, I I love, and, and I think part of the book is is very much devoted to that um, is smoke flavor, mm-hmm. and smoke flavor is, you know, we we commonly and I think uh, inaccurately. Uh, represent uh, flavors as you know falling into five categories: you know, sweet, salty, bitter, uh, umami, uh, and sour. Um, and and I think one of the things that we miss is, um, and I think there are more flavors even than that. But I think what we miss is smoke as being a flavor. And and smoke is not a smell, but it's an you can you know, can actually identify it on your palate. So um, obviously anything from barbecue. Um, bourbon, grilled meats, um, you know, I mean, you can obviously smoke, uh, uh, smoked hams, uh, all those things have smoke flavor in them, which, uh, you know, to me is, is I'm, I'm obsessed, and obviously the book is called Smoke and Pickle, so mm-hmm. uh, I'm, excess, I'm obsessed with smoky flavors. Yeah. What surprised you most about the South when you moved there? Um, you know, I, I probably, you know, the, the odd thing is I was very 
um, scared when I first moved to the South. And I, I, I actually never lived there, you know. I grew up in Brooklyn, lived in New York. Um, and I think one of the biggest things was pleasantly surprised was how nice and warm and accepting. And, and you kind of knew, and I kind of knew that, but you know, it's different. You never know. Um, going into very foreign, you know, and, and going into a place that's very, um, you know, the tradition there is, the culture there is very traditional. It's very, you know, deeply rooted in, in, in certain mm-hmm. traditions. Uh, you know, it's a place like New York, it, it, it changes every year, right? Every f- few years, something else happens. It's a big melting pot. Um, not so much in Kentucky. Um, but yeah, I, I was very, you know, pleasantly surprised. I mean, literally, within within a couple of weeks, you know, it was like you had this huge group of people that sort of wrapped their arms around you and, and, and you know, considered you family. And, mm-hmm. and, and it's a very nice, it's a very nice feeling. And, and for someone who's obviously trying to run a business and trying to do them, you know, uh, and they were very open and receptive to what I was trying to do. Right. Um, I love in the book you talked about sort of an analogy of cooking and mu- to music. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And there's, there's a lot of improvisation that sort of goes in the mm-hmm, cooking mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. as opposed to baking, let's mm-hmm. say. Uh, when you cook, what inspires you? What Make, what makes you try something new? Um, well, I, I, I think part of uh, and and you know there's two things there's there's cooking as 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 a sort of a profession and 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 as a craft um, you know like you know I have to cook for for my baby you know mm-hmm. like that's sort of, and then you know the other side of it obviously is is uh, very artistic and I think as an as an artist and I try and always look at my cooking with an artistic. Uh, perspective to it um, you're always trying to push the boundaries and the definitions of, of what it is you know I'm, I'm obsessed by this idea of American cuisine and what is American cuisine and how do we how do we define American cuisine in, in a time and place right now where America is so diverse and constantly changing and introducing new things so um, my thing is yeah how do I introduce new flavors to a palate and, and still call something American cuisine which is interesting because I think you can, you can do a lot, you know, I mean, uh, um, you know, I, I, can, I can add soy sauce to anything and, and I would say, oh, yeah, so that's Asian. And I go, but the soy sauce was made and, and produced in Kentucky mm-hmm. using, you know, uh, organic soybeans and then fermented and, and aged in um, old bourbon barrels. All of a sudden, is that soy sauce Asian, or is it now an American product? And, and and once I add that to a dish, does that make the dish more Asian or actually more American? You know, it's, it's a very interesting question for me. So, you know, I'm I'm very interested in, in sourcing out ingredients, finding people that are doing very interesting things in this country, whether it's making Italian style cheeses, but you're making it here in America. It's very fascinating to me because then it, it's not an Italian cheese anymore. It may be made in the style of pecorino. But it's an American cheese at this point. So um, to me, that that's always what kind of drives me to, to see what what can happen when we when we sort of decide to do something great and, and make American food and, and you know that pushing the boundaries of that those two words mm-hmm. is, is sort of my life's passion. Mm-hmm. So one of the stops along your culinary journey so mm-hmm. far has been Top Chef. What? Mm-hmm. Would you say about that experience? Is it something if you had to do over again, would you choose to do it? Yeah, I mean, you know, here, you know, let's speak frankly here. Everyone wants to be on TV, right? <laughs> so we got, the opportunity comes up, and you go, yeah, sure. I'll do it. You know, it's it's a great show. It's a great franchise. It's a great uh, uh, competition. It's great entertainment. Um, you know, does it have a lot to do with? 
um, what we as chefs do on a day-to-day basis? Probably not, you know. I mean, how you know, talk to any chef you know, how often do they go into their kitchen two hours before service and go, let's create a menu, you know. It, just, it, it doesn't really reflect the reality of what we do as chefs. Um, but having said that, you know, is anyone going to turn down an opportunity to be on the show? Probably not, mm-hmm. you know. And, and the people who say they... They would never do Top Chef if never been asked to do it. <laughs> and, and the people who have are the, are the ones that are like, you know, and, 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 and I, sw- I always swear to God that I'll never do another show like that again, but I can't even be sure if that's right. Um, but, you know, it, it's, a, it's a great, it's a great, especially me coming from a smaller town in a market like Louisville, it's a great way to just get exposure and, and just sort of put your name. It's a great platform to be able to kind of kind of speak your message and, 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 you know, and have fun along the way. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's one of the shows that really got get pe- gets people excited about food, cooking. Um. You know, and at the end of the day, that's all you want. You know, mm-hmm. it, 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 you know, the show may have its cheesier moments, um, but it, if overall that show is is creating a more acceptable landscape for people and, and Americans to try new food to push the boundaries of what, you know, they're being introduced to many different styles of cooking by chefs from all kinds of creeds and, and, and kinds and female chefs and male chefs and ethnic chefs and, you know, young chefs and old chefs and from all corners of the country. I mean, that's that's a great thing. And, and, and it's definitely making, uh, um, you know, the landscape of cuisine better. Or, uh, in any event, it, it's making people more interested and passionate and curious about it. So... Mm-hmm. Um, overall it's a good thing what's your take on um, the whole food photography food porn Mm. you know uh, uh, if if you don't want people taking pictures of your food stop making it beautiful great just just put it on you know just slop it on a plate and throw it out there and guarantee you no one's gonna take a picture of it it's hard you know it's it's like it's like asking a woman it's like uh, you know, a woman, you know, gets dressed up and puts on a lot of makeup and puts on a beautiful dress and high heels and, and then, you know, ask guys to, to, to stop, you know, staring at her. Well, it's hard. You know, what are you going to do? So, uh, um, yeah, I mean, whatever. I don't have a problem with it. Um, do you have any other projects that you're working on now? Um, yeah, I mean, there's always there's always projects in the fire. It's just a question of what, you know, I, I always say I've, I've always got 10, 10 fishing rods out there and, and, and we see which one catches. Um, mm-hmm. But the one I know for sure I is uh, I am uh, releasing a bourbon uh, this August with Jefferson's Reserve. It's called Collaboration Blend. And what we did was um, we collaborated, obviously, me as a chef and, and Trey Zoller, who's the master blender of Jefferson's Reserve. Uh, we did a wonderful uh, blend together, which uh, it was a lot of fun testing because all we did was drink. Mm-hmm. Um, but we really wanted to come out with a, a high-end bourbon that, that was really food-friendly mm-hmm. uh, and, and one that you could actually, you know, most people think of bourbon as, you know, you, you either, you know, you shoot it to get drunk or, or it's kind of an after-dinner drink or, or maybe a, you know, before-dinner cocktail. Uh, and we really wanted to create something that you could do that. But also, if you really wanted to, you know, very couple of glasses of ice and just kind of sip on it through dinner, that it would actually um, um, stay together and, and, and complement the dinner rather than fight the flavor. So um, we think it's a it's a home run. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but it should be available nationwide uh, uh, sometime by mid-August. Great. Yeah. And when you come back to the city, is there something um, that you – look forward or you have to eat 
when you're here? Uh, you know, there yeah, there's a lot of things. There's a lot. That you can't get. Yeah, there's a lot. Of, I mean, you know, I yeah, it's it's kind of cheesy, but I love going to Joe Shanghai for the juicy dumplings. Um, I usually take a trip to Koreatown just because it's, you know, it kind of grew up eating that food. Um, I have to get a slice of pizza. Because there's no, I mean, even the shitty ones out here, it's like no one makes pizza like, like they do in New York, <laughs> especially not in Louisville. So I had to get a slice of pizza. Uh, uh, you know, I love, I love going to, um, you know, if I can, I go out to Brooklyn, go out to Grimaldi's, yeah. get some pizza out there. Um, so yeah, it's, just, it's mostly the New York stuff, you know. It's like, you know, I, I hate to say it's the, that halal food cart, you know. It's like that's <laughs> this is so cheap and, and nasty, but but it's the, that's the stuff I crave, you know. Because you can't, I, I, mean, I can get good food, you know, and I travel so much, I can get good food uh, anywhere. But yeah, I don't care where you, you know, you can't go to San Francisco and get a really good, dirty, you know, a, a, a lamb lamb falafel, you know, in a, 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 a halal cart. So uh, those are the things, and, and they're very iconic of New York, you know. So those are the things that I kind of I miss about New York. Great. Well, thanks so much for coming to speak with uh, us. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Smoke and Pickles is now available wherever books are sold. For more information on Edward Lee, visit www.chefedwardlee.com. <laughs>